Welcome to Design Your Destiny, your podcast for tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. In this next few minutes, allow me to show you how to tap into that power so that you can create success with ease, form deeper connections, and have greater presence in your relationships, and most importantly, find peace within yourself. My name is Penny Chason, and I'm your host. Hey, hey, joyful souls, it is Penny, and I'm back with another episode of Design Your Destiny. And, you know, over time, my clients teach me things. And I believe that when we listen, the people that we work with, or let me reframe that, the people that it lights us up to work with, can teach us things. And what they can teach us is how we can do things better, how we can do things more efficiently, or how we can do things more thoroughly. So that our clients are getting the result that they want. Because that's why I'm here, to help my clients get the result that they want. My business has gone through several evolutions. When I first opened my hypnosis practice in Connecticut, I was seeing people face-to-face, and I work with smoking, I work with weight loss, I work with bruxism or teeth grinding. I had a connection with the local GI center, and they referred patients to me all the time for irritable bowel syndrome. Sometimes I worked with people to prepare for surgery so that they had less pain, no nausea, no vomiting, and they could recover much more quickly because they weren't having issues with the side effects of the anesthesia or the pain medicines that caused them to have to stay in the hospital longer. So it was a win-win, right? The patients felt better. Um, The surgeons were happy. The hospital was happy because I don't know if you're familiar with healthcare and the way things get paid out now, but some insurance companies pay up a flat fee. And if you can deliver that service for less than the fee, you make money. If for whatever reason you can't deliver the service for less than that fee, then you start losing money. So, you know, it ended up being a win-win for everyone. Then I shut my practice down, moved halfway across the country. And when I reopened in 2018, I was back in the same place. I would ran my Google ads. I had an ad in the local paper. You know, I would work with people who came in for anything and everything. And some people were in a, I don't want to say better position. They were in a more motivated position to see change. And some people were like, oh, well, nothing else is work. I at least have to give it my best shot. And when you have the choice of working with someone who's like, you know, I've done everything. I figure, you know, it's time to give this a go. So it, at least I know that I've done everything I can to eliminate this versus someone who's like, you know what? this has been a problem for me. I'm done. I'm over it. I'm ready to move on. So one of the first things I began to notice in 2018, rolling into 2019, is that 
oh my gosh, like it is so much better to work with people who are like, you know what, I'm done with this. It is, it's time something's got to change, got to move on. That's just so much easier to work with because then when you ask people to take action, when you ask people to create scenarios in their life where they can experience the success, to get the confidence, to stay motivated, to move forward. It just makes everybody's life easier and the results come so much more quickly. Then I decided, you know what? I really want to take my attention and I want to focus it on pain. I mean, I'm a nurse anesthetist. It's just a natural progression to take my experience in working with people in pain and then working with their doctors to help them to combine my awareness of the pain process and what the doctors are attempting to accomplish with the power of hypnosis to give people control back over their life. Then I had the opportunity to begin working with entrepreneurs and people who were already in a space of working to achieve transformation in their life. And that was a game changer for me because most of my clients the last two and a half years, they already have the tools in their toolkit to manage the way they think, to know how to create a vision, to know how to create an alter ego the qualities, the characteristics, the thoughts, the beliefs that they want to have to create the success that they want in life. And I've worked with so many people. I've truly been blessed and am grateful to have received all the referrals that I have. It was, yeah, it's been a game changer. I won't go down that rabbit hole, but over time, who I work with has evolved yet again. And I tend to connect with a lot of people who not only want to have just more confidence, more motivation, more self-love, greater self-trust, so they can be who, not only who they want to be, but who they know that somewhere inside there's a part of them that has this knowing that they're capable of being this person. But a lot of these people are bringing with them the experiences of a past where there has been repetitive reinforcement of negative belief. So in a previous episode, I talked about the Veronica who had the bruxism, that all that stemmed from when her music professor berated her in front of everyone when she was working on her master's in music. That's one thing. But then there are some people who grew up with extremely critical parents. Maybe that's the way the parents learned from their parents that you raise successful children. Maybe the parents were stressed, they didn't have the resources, or they simply just didn't know how to be an emotionally supportive parent who helped their child to grow to be successful. And let's be honest, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. There are people out there who have some downright abusive parents. 
And it doesn't matter if it's mental, emotional, verbal abuse. Just someone who constantly puts a child down every day, every other day, that all they know how to do is call out your mistakes and never praise the positive moments in your life. Those things are traumatic to a young child. We can call it small t trauma. It's just repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. We get into these thinkings of not good enough, not good enough. What do I have to do? What do I have to do to be better? If only I could be better, I can fix it. How can I make mom happy? How can I make dad happy? When there is a lot of repetitive reinforcement of negative self-belief, however that happens, and it can happen in a thousand different ways. I'm just giving you a couple of examples. When I went back and I surveyed my clients, and it was an anonymous survey, and you know, I, I wanted to know what they came in for, how many sessions it took them to resolve their issue, and then I specifically asked what types of experiences they had in their life, if the self-hypnosis was beneficial, what could I do to make what I do better? And I learned something from these clients. Even though they're already going through coaching in a group program, or they had worked one-on-one with a transformational coach or a life coach or a spiritual coach or whatever it looks like, they still wanted coaching from me. Now, not every client. It's funny because I looked at the data. I crunched the numbers. The people who had a lifetime of experience of, let's just call it what it is, indoctrination of self-belief, they wanted that one-on-one coaching in addition to the subconscious work. Because The truth of the matter is, the more repetitive of a situation there is going on, then most likely the more layers to the onion that are going to have to be peeled to be able to neutralize the reinforcing events so that you can have a complete release of the erroneous beliefs, the erroneous feelings. And what do I mean by that? Well, you know... The erroneous beliefs would be to think I'm not good enough. The erroneous beliefs would be to think I need to do something more. It's my job to make mom happy or my job to make dad happy. Or I need to be quiet and hide so I can be safe. And those are the erroneous beliefs and the emotions that we release around those. Sometimes for my clients, there comes a moment where they realize that their parents didn't have the resources or they weren't capable of giving them what they needed. And then my clients might feel a little sad. Well, you know what? That sadness is valid because it's part of a grief process. It's a recognition that maybe you had always been attached to having your relationship with your parents look a certain way. And then in that moment when you gain the insight that your parents weren't capable, you grieve or you have sadness around that realization that it wasn't possible. It it never could have happened. 
for whatever reason. And that's, that's a valid emotion and it's okay as long as you don't get stuck on it. But that's the kinds of things that sometimes my clients need coaching through. So for some clients, I offer the opportunity to add coaching to their hypnosis work with me. And for some clients, depending on what it is they present to me with, I I recognize that it's like the best way for me to work with them. That like without the ability to coach them through learning to recognize their emotions, to appropriately respond to their emotions, to know when it's okay, because there are times when it's okay to move your attention and to reframe an emotion. And that's when it's not based in reality. That's when we have to reframe it and do something else with it. But it's not appropriate to do that with a valid emotion, because then what we end up doing is we use coping strategies then to bypass valid feelings. And when we bypass valid feelings, they get stuffed down, they build back up, and we end up in the same place that we were. Clients may reach out to me because they have a very specific goal. Maybe they've had fears around not good enough, and they're 90% with the business idea. They're 90% with a launch. They're 90% ready to up level to the next stage in their business, but yet they're fearful. So at that point, we take advantage of these coaching sessions to begin to set small goals. Because when we look at the big picture we can get overwhelmed and overwhelmed. Oh my God, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. How am I ever going to do it? I'll never be able to do this. Oh my God, am I good enough to get it all done? So then what we do is we unintentionally, we have good intentions and we unintentionally throw ourselves into a state of overwhelm that then reinforces the very thing we're working to eliminate. So through the coaching session, We can work on strategies that are mindset-based strategies. They're based in the way the brain works, the psychology of the brain in breaking things down one step at a time, one foot in front of the other, chop wood, carry water. That's a favorite saying I learned from Lisa Carpenter, a friend and, and, and a coach. Chop wood, carry water. And to be able to hold to our vision while at the same time not expecting more of ourselves than is reasonable because above and beyond everything, when people come to work with me, they're coming to work with me because they're ready to get their damn life back. Whatever it is that's been bothering them, they're ready to get their life back and they want to be able to put themselves first to love themselves, to care for themselves so they can be fulfilled, they can experience joy, they can be present with their children, they can be more loving and open with their spouse, maybe they can be with their parents and not be dragging all of this toxic frustration from the past into that relationship with them. And that's what we use these coaching sessions for. They're they're much shorter They're targeted, they're specific, and 
you know what? If we meet and the big deal that we have to work on that day is to just actually sit and bathe in the greatness of our success and our wins and to acknowledge our wins and to just let ourselves feel accomplished at what we have done and how far we have come, then if that's what where we spend a coaching session, we'll spend a coaching session doing that because above and beyond what I find so many times is that my clients have not allowed themselves to celebrate and to experience their wins for more than just a fleeting moment before they're off to the next thing. And when we can celebrate our wins and we can experience that and we can embrace that, when we can celebrate ourselves, that's a lot. It's a lot to celebrate ourselves. And it's not selfish in a bad way. It's reinforcing that, yes, I can do this. Yes, I have a purpose. I am passionate about this. I highly advocate celebrating yourself. As a matter of fact, as we wrap up this episode, I'm going to ask you, what are three small things you've done in the last week that are new and different for you that you can celebrate because you decided to do it? because you made a choice, or maybe you held a boundary. Maybe you chose not to do something. Have you ever celebrated saying no so that you can put yourself first? It's a good place to start. Where have you said no so that it benefited you and what you want in your values, in your boundaries, and what's important in your life? And we're going to leave today's episode right there. I hope you enjoyed listening today. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny, I would appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. When you leave a positive review, it's like podcast currency. And we can increase our reach and get the message to even more people that they, just like you, have the ability to design their destiny. And remember, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.